Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Okay, you guys made it all the way through. Welcome to the final episode of Mental Emotional First Aid. I hope you have caught up from the very beginning from how habits are formed all the way through to today where we're talking about the power of your action. Uh, Ultimately, what we want to do is we want to walk in the fullness of our God design, no longer be victimized by our thoughts, by our emotions, um, by our patterns, but recognizing that you have the power to navigate who you want to be on a daily basis. So by now, you should be practicing self-awareness. You should have an understanding of how habits are formed and therefore how we change habits. You should be uh, adept at thinking uh, about defining what you are feeling and how you are thinking in a moment, how to identify the message behind uh, those emotions and those thoughts, how to identify what is the core belief and is my core belief just BS. The power to choose, to pivot in that moment so that you can begin to re-navigate. So we started over here. We moved all the way into the core of who you are. In some regard, we started with the flesh. We moved through the soul realm into the spirit, the core of who we are, tapped into what God says is true about who we are. Now we've, we've pivoted. We have enforced that choice with the authority of scripture. And now we want to add to that your action. So if you have read my book, Enforcing You, you know, we talked about define, identify, decide, declare, and then do. So we're going to be talking about how to put your words, how to put your choice, the declarations that you have chosen into action. So in the book of Matthew, we're reminded that a wise man is the one who hears the word and then does it. Um, it talks about how he builds his house upon a rock. A wise man is like a, a, a man who builds his house upon a rock so that when the rain comes, the wind comes, his house will stand. I want you to consider that wind and that rain and being like your emotions and your thoughts and your circumstances beating upon the foundation of who you want to be. Now, you can know truth, but unless you do truth, that then you will not stand. That is what causes you to have that firm foundation where your foundation will not be faulty. You are confident in who you are. I tell people all the time, the more confident you are in who you are and who you are designed to be, be in what you think, how you feel, because you're rooted in Christ, the more courage you will have to stand firm in moments, to tell your own emotions no, to tell people no, to set boundaries in your relationships, to go to that next level in your business. We're not just talking about your personal life here, we're talking about your professional life. Really being able to move forward, having that courage because you're confident in what God has told you. But you have to add to what you know the action. The Bible also says uh, in James that we want to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In fact, it says if you only hear the word, you are deceiving yourselves. That if you want to become the word fleshed out in your life, you have to add to the things you're saying, to the things that you are hearing, action. All right, so his word plus your action is what activates the promise. His word plus your action is what activates the promise. I'm going to say it one more time. In fact, if you're, if you want to push pause, write it down. 
Your, his word plus your action is what activates the promise. So some examples from scripture, the blind man, he says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. If he would have said that, but the blind man wouldn't have actually added to the word, the action of going and washing in the pool of Siloam, would he have been, uh, would the promise of his sight have come to pass? How about the lepers when Jesus says, go and present yourself in the temple as healed? They had to actually do what God was telling them to, what Jesus was telling them to do in that moment. Naaman was told to go and dip himself himself in the Jordan River in order for his leprosy to be healed. But he had to actually do what he is being told. So we see the power of action and how it's um, the action that activates the promise. So anytime we're declaring scripture, there's an invitation to actually manifest what you're saying in your life and your choice to manifest through your action is what will activate and bring it into your reality. All right. So God has promised the design of Jesus. And we want that design to come to pass by actually acting upon the word. So what does this look like practically? Looks like doing it afraid. Many remember we talked about fear and then I declared, God, I'm choosing to believe that you have filled me with confidence and boldness, that your word says I have not a spirit of timidity. And I declare, God, your word is true. Then I'm going to shift myself, look at myself and say, Lisa, you are filled with power, love, and sound-mindedness because God says you have not a spirit of timidity, but you have a power of boldness, power, love, sound-mindedness. So I declare that there is no fear in you, that you are not filled with timidity. Now, that's the declaration, but I'm going to then go act in spite of my fear. So whatever it is that I'm fearing, I'm going to actually do it afraid anyways. Come on, this is how we overcome. We overcome by doing it. The Bible says that God prepareth a table before us in the presence of the enemy. Overcoming fear doesn't mean I never face fear. It means I get to eat of the boldness and the courage of God in the presence of fear, despite fear. Overcoming something doesn't mean I never face it. It doesn't mean I never experience it. It doesn't mean I never feel it. It means I know the right that I have to do it in spite of what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing. That's the authority that I get to walk in. It means I'm going to act confident even when I don't feel confident. I'm going to do an act of kindness or forgiveness. Maybe you're struggling with bitterness, unforgiveness in your heart, and you're declaring, God, your forgiveness is upon me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your grace and your mercy. And I receive that I am created in your likeness. Therefore, Lisa, you are filled with mercy. You are filled with grace. There is no unforgiveness within you. Now, what am I going to do? I'm going to do, I'm going to act on unforgiveness, even though I still feel angry with that person. I've got to add to my declaration. I've got to add to the word and act in order to activate the promise. If I want to be a girl of grace, if I want to be a woman of grace, if I want to be a person of grace, I've got to, I activate, I stir up that grace that is already within me by acting gracious. This is simply what we're doing. Now we're not talking about faking it until we make it. We're talking about faithing it until we become it. So whatever your core lie is, you want to do something that is the opposite, and so to speak, of that core lie to prove 
to prove because when we do something, when we prove something, we show by demonstration. So I'm going to prove by showing by demonstration that that core lie has actually been a mirage that has been keeping me back. It's been holding me back from being who I want to be, more importantly, who I am designed to be. So we're talking about the power of action. Now I want to sum up this entire series um, by reminding you, I'm just going to read one verse to you out of Psalms 42. And it's where the psalmist David says, why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disquieted? Now what is the first thing David is doing there? He is defining he is defining what he is feeling and he is identifying. He goes on and says, put your hope in God. So he's identified that the core lie, the message behind how he's feeling is, I, I feel like I have lost my hope, that my hope is in everything other than God. So he begins to speak at that and declare, put your hope in God. Then he says, for I will yet praise him. So now he's talking about the action that he is going to add to the truth of my hope is in God in order to attack his soul that is struggling to walk in the true him. His soul is downcast. His soul is disquieted. Maybe he's filled with angst. Maybe he's filled with confusion. Maybe he's filled with doubt. Come on, we all struggle with these things. But the important thing is, is he shifts and he talks to himself, he speaks to his soul and says, what is wrong with you? Why are you so downcast? Remember what God says. Choose to believe what God says. And that is he is a God of hope. He is a God who does not disappoint. Therefore, I'm going to choose to put my hope in him and I'm going to begin to praise him and worship him. Even though I might not see a circumstance that is worthy of praise, I'm going to act upon what I know is true. I'm not going to act on my circumstance. I'm not going to react to how I'm feeling. Come on, we're talking about living life on purpose. David demonstrates this entire process so beautifully in Psalm 42. I want you to go to that Psalm. I want you to read through it. He declares several times, why are you so downcast? Put your hope in God. Praise God. He's not just choosing, but he's adding that action to really begin to manifest. This isn't what I've chosen to believe. This is who I'm really becoming. This is who I really am. We're talking about those habitual behaviors. The who you want to be. We want to become that person. I have walked you through this entire process from here all the way into the spirit to your core beliefs, those core lies, shifting and pivoting all the way back to here so that you're not just faking it. You're living on faith based on who God has told you you are and you are becoming that person. So you no longer have to necessarily mechanically walk yourself through this process, but rather it just becomes organic that I believe I am loved and I love my design. I believe I am fearfully and wonderfully made and I agree with God. I am fearfully, I am wonderfully made. I am in full agreement that I am filled with the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of God that I am not confused, that I am not double-minded, that I am not filled with angst, but I have the peace of God dwelling within me. Look, look at how fast I have become at declaring what is true. And that becomes, that has become who I am and what I walk in. Now, I'm not telling you that I never struggle. 
But what I'm telling you is it's become quick. I've become aware of the struggle and it's faster and faster because I've practiced these declarations. I hope you've enjoyed this month's series on mental, emotional first aid. I want you to connect with me. If you're like, oh, this is good stuff, but I need somebody to come alongside me. I need somebody to help me identify those core lies. I need somebody to show me what this looks like practically in my life. Click on the link and book a discovery call with me. It doesn't matter where you live, where you live. Most of my clients aren't from the area. Um, so I am used to connecting with people from all over the world. And I want to connect with you. I want to help you walk in the fullness of your God design so that you can walk in the fullness of your purpose and become who you've always wanted to be. And remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.